I'd like to have guests introduce themselves. Could you share a bit about yourself? Yes, I'd love to. Uh, first off, thank you so much for having me on this show. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, my name is Christy Black. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a graphic designer who specializes in small business branding, uh, packaging, and print design for small businesses. Um, but my background is actually in education and communication. And you said small business branding, which I love to hear. How do you find clients like that? You know, I think a lot of it just happens through word of mouth um, and, you know, different social media groups. And you sort of just get in this track of, you know, oh, so-and-so did my branding. You know, I really love that experience. And then it's a referral. Um, I've been very lucky to have a lot of referral business. So it all has just been kind of coming naturally for however it works in the universe. <laughs> That's amazing. And if you get a referral to a larger company, do you sort of just say no to those projects? Or is it just that you um, prefer to work in your network of small businesses and support smaller businesses? You know, I'll, I'm open to any kind of conversation, but I usually prefer small businesses. There's just something really fun and empowering about working with people from the ground up and like getting that excitement and that energy. And I love working with these passionate people. And so, yeah, sometimes it's like bigger businesses I'll work with them, but you know, my passion is really just helping the little guy. That's fantastic. That's like, I feel like what I aspire to, and I think what a lot of people aspire to is to like help the smaller businesses thrive and, and be able to match the same level of design and quality that, you know, a larger company usually can throw a lot of money around to get. Yeah. And I think there's something to, you know, when you get into design or whatever your career path may be, there's this like level of excitement and kind of diving into the unknown. And as you get further in your career, you feel that less personally. And so I think being able to sort of like live vicariously through these small business owners who are just so excited to do the work they love. I mean, I think that's just so empowering and energizing. Maybe I jumped a little too, too far into it. I really just latched onto what you said. Can you tell us a little bit about where you live and work out of and what your working style is like and any other details about that that you'd like to share? Yeah, certainly. So I'm originally from Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And about two years ago, my partner and I moved to Colorado and uh, I was working in-house as a graphic designer at a wonderful company called Pinch Provisions that makes these sort of goofy and giftable uh, emergency kits that have everything you need in a pinch. Um, and so when I moved, I was lucky enough to be able to keep working for them remotely in addition to my freelance business where I do that small business branding. So I'm working from home and you know learning how to do that successfully and sort of block out you know, your own work time and your workspace and do that successfully. So yeah, it's been really great. How long have you been working at home? Two years. Wow, nice. Me, me too. Actually, just two years of the same same amount of time. Uh, how are you finding that? I mean, uh, for me, it was definitely a long adjustment period, longer than I expected. Um, but I'd love to hear like what your experience is like and what tips you might have for someone that is interested in switching to working remotely. Yeah, um, I think as an extroverted person, it was very difficult to adjust at first. Luckily, we live in an age where there are so many different tools that make communication with people all over the world very easy. But really just figuring out, like getting your own routine down, it's so easy to be like, oh, well, I just go start the dishwasher while I'm doing my lunch. And it's like, I try to keep those things very separate. 
and just sort of like, if I'm working, I don't eat at my desk. I kind of just hunker down and, and carve out that space mentally, which certainly takes a lot of practice. And, you know, sometimes I just have to get out in the world and go to a coffee shop just to like see other humans. <laughs> Do you feel like you work 40 hours a week, more than less than nine to five crazy hours? What's your sort of like uh, arrangement for that? You know, it kind of depends on the week. So I am still working for Pinch Provisions. So that is nine to five. And you know how design is, you know, sometimes there's more projects, you work a little longer, sometimes it's pretty normal. And then I definitely I'm doing that freelancing on the side too. So that's late night and just sort of fun, fun stuff for me. <laughs> well, speaking of fun stuff for you, can you tell us about jelly legs? Oh my gosh, jelly legs. Yes. Um, so Long, long ago, when I was teaching myself graphic design, um, as I mentioned earlier, my background is in communication. I somehow landed in a position where I was able to get a free master's in education, and I don't believe in turning down free education when it's relevant. So I was sort of on this career path on paper that was very different than where my heart and soul wanted to take me, which was design. So I was taking on a lot of personal projects and trying to figure out ways to just like test out design concepts in my own time. So I was getting, at that time I was living in Wisconsin and was really, really into cycling and riding my bike. And I got involved in that community and I decided to start a zine called Jelly Legs. And it was so much fun. It was all uh, collaborative and people would submit their different articles to me. And it was all just very exciting and fun and Man, I love jelly legs. <laughs> and just for the listeners, it's a it's about biking enthusiasm. Yes, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and it's more so um, like urban cyclists. Like there were some people who were a little further out, and the riding experience was different. But it was more so, you know, people living in cities and suburbs, and you know, practical cycling for commuting and and that sort of thing. And before we get too nerdy and deep into your design career and design advice. What do you do outside of work? You know, I'm always trying to do something else. It's funny you mentioned jelly legs. Uh, I had gotten away from zines for a while and I'm trying to get more into like illustration on paper again, you know, just like trying to have hobbies a step away from the computer. I think especially as someone who works from home and then is sitting in front of the computer all day, I'm constantly trying to find things to do away from it. So I'm back to making goofy illustrative uh, zines and also learning about beer, which has just been something I've been interested in, but never really took any effort into learning about it. <laughs> nice. Are you talking like beer making or just uh, enjoying the different kinds of beers? Uh, I mean, all of it really. Um, I haven't brewed yet. I have equipment. I plan to soon, but just like learning about the different styles and the history and all of that. It's just been Interesting. <laughs> so some people really like to talk about design tools. Do you have strongly held opinions about any? And what do you use and why? No, I don't really. <laughs> I think maybe I'm the outcast. I don't have any like, oh, you got to use this uh, feelings about any particular software or tools. And I think a lot of it happens from, you know, being more in like this print and branding and packaging world, which is like, very different than I feel like where a lot of those tools are helping people. It's like, oh, the digital stuff. And like, I'm very archaic in that. I, I let the people who are great at that do that work. And so I just kind of use, you know, whatever old Adobe thing I got going on. <laughs> 
Nice. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's probably smarter to stay out of the strongly held opinion game when with something as unimportant as design tools. <laughs> <laughs> what is one piece of advice for people just starting out in graphic design? Just chase your passion and don't dwell too much on the details of like getting started. Since I did a lot of self-education in terms of design and like figuring all of that out, I think there is a lot of pressure to try to do things perfectly or, you know, emulate your idols. And really, you just need to dive in there and, you know, take on projects like start freelancing, take on projects that you think might be like a little over your head. And get yourself a really good mentor who you can lean on in case you do get in over your head. But I think really just pushing yourself is going to be the best thing you can do. What about with more senior people? Do you have any advice for someone that's a more senior designer, maybe that specializes like you in branding and, and helping small businesses? Yeah, I think helping people, uh, if you're more senior in your career, the most important thing you can do is just sort of either look back onto when you were starting and try to empathize with former you and use that to propel you to help others. Or I think it's also really great to just become a newbie at something. You know, pick up a new hobby that is completely out of your comfort zone. And sometimes I've found that to help me. I've taken, you know, improv classes and done stand-up comedy and these things that were initially very frightening to me. And just being in that place of like where you're actively having to do the scary thing can help you in your professional career because you kind of remember, you know, the excitement and what got you in the industry in the first place. It's super easy to get very comfortable later in your career. And I think just trying any new thing does something magical for our brain that helps us remember what we're doing. I really love the thread that you're you're tying here between what you're talking about doing outside of work and trying to do some illustration where it could come back into your work and be influential there and how your advice is sort of to use your creativity outside of work. Yeah, definitely. What you do for your main job. Yeah, there's always something new to learn and maybe that's just the weird education background. But yeah, there, there's just the world is a huge place. There is so much to learn and like just try something. And if you hate it, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know, I have to ask, how, how is comedy and improv and what was sort of the motivation to doing that? Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> So I got a book for Christmas. I had asked for, you know, just like a list of things for my partner. And I was like, if they buy me this book off of my list about improv, I'm going to commit to signing up for a class. And <laughs> I didn't tell them that. And then I got the book. And... I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so scary. And honestly, even as an extrovert, I was just absolutely terrified. But it just seemed fun. Like I, I thought through it and I was like, I think if I do it, I'll enjoy it. And it'll put me in this place where I've never experienced anything quite like this. And it just really, it changed a lot for me. I, I look at communication so differently and like, I don't take myself as seriously, which I think especially later in your career, you can kind of fall into that trap. And it's nice to just remember, we're just all meat suits bumbling around this world trying to figure it out. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the most serious work all the time. You know, there's a lot of great stuff about working as a designer. Our industry, I think, has got a lot of really great qualities. But on the flip side, there's also a lot of negative qualities, sexism and racism and homophobia and ableism and there's the patriarchy and white supremacy and 
a lot of other hatred and bigotry in our industry. How, how do you think about that and how do you deal with it? The most important thing, just beat my own drum here, is education. You know, really take time to educate yourself so you know what you're up against and you can't fight what you don't know. So I think it's super important to just make sure you're aware of what's going around or going on in the world around you. And if someone has called you out, if you have made the mistake of, say, using the wrong pronoun or you used incorrect term and someone calls you out, I think it's super important to thank that person and apologize for your behavior. Uh, A lot of times when people are put in those situations, all of a sudden there's all of this aggression and they're putting the onus of like the education on this person that they're actively oppressing, uh, which is wrong on so many levels. So do not do that. Don't put the onus of the education on someone who is already experiencing the trauma from these systemic issues. And also know that if you find yourself in this place where someone has now asked you to educate them on something, you know, I think it took me a long time as this sort of extroverted kind of educator background person to realize when it's okay to step away. You know, if you don't feel safe or comfortable in those situations, you need to look out for you and do what's best for you to heal and be your best self. So if you need to see yourself out of that situation, that is completely fine. And if you are somewhere in between where you want to help, but you kind of want to get out of this uh, situation as fast as possible, I think the best way is to point to resources that people can look at at their own time, because again, that puts that ownership of the education back on the other person, and you can kind of see yourself out of that situation. Who is one person that the listeners should know about? I think if you haven't heard of Layla Saad, she has a new book coming out. It's Me and White Supremacy. It started as a social media challenge, and it's now becoming a book, which is awesome. Uh, so if you aren't familiar, definitely check that out, at least in terms of you know this sort of area of work. In terms of design and stuff like that, I think it's, this question is so funny to me. It's like, I feel like just follow whatever person inspires you. And I would say just look at people whose work is different from you that brings you that sort of childhood joy. So I'm just going to name a couple people that I think are really great and personally bring me joy. But, you know, everybody do your own thing. I absolutely love Agathe Soleil. She's a French illustrator, and she has these very cute and wholesome illustrations that, you know, when the world is falling down around you, it's nice to have this, like, reprieve of joy. I would also say Krista Perry is an illustrator who does these super fun, weird, and wacky illustrations that I absolutely adore. And then Paolo Puck, uh, who on Instagram is fluff.fawn, who does these very surreal felt sort of uh, structural pieces that just blow my mind. (laughs) My God, I love all these recommendations. I'm so excited to learn more about each of them. I will put links to all of them in the show notes. What book are you reading? Oh gosh, this is so, (laughs) I'm reading a a sci-fi trilogy, which is just so nerdy. Uh, It's the Wayward Pines (laughs) trilogy right now. And would you recommend it to others? Uh, If you like some nerdy stuff then yeah uh i it's by blake crouch who i just sort of fell down this rabbit hole sometimes i don't know what to read and i like a lot of different variations in books and usually it's about beer but sometimes i need to break it up with something just kind of quirky but 
I would check out Dark Matter by him instead of this trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of endorsement. You're like, it's, uh, yeah, read their other yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but yeah, I mean, you kind of, I'm just finishing it to finish it, basically. So <laughs> the other one's better. I totally understand that feeling. I believe everyone should get paid for their time. So what we do on this show is we share profits from our future advertisers and and, uh, and supporters with all of our guests. But until then, are there other ways the listeners can support you? Um, you know, I don't have anything that I'm currently selling right now, but go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's Christy Black Creative. Uh, but also... If there is no world around us, supporting me won't help. So really, I would rather you use your money or your time to donate to whatever cause is going to help the best, either in your area or for the topics that you care most about. I think that's that's what I would like you to do. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic and very generous. And I was going to ask you, where's the best place for people to find you? It sounds like Instagram is definitely one of them. What if someone wanted to hire you? Are you open for new clients right now? Yes, I am. And uh, you can either reach out on Instagram or go to my website at christyblackcreative.com and just use the contact field in there. I do have to say, I really enjoy your website. Um, it was one of those things that me, myself, as a freelancer, was looking at for some inspiration of how clearly you make it what your services are. You have some great portfolio work showing, and you make it really easy for people to get a hold of you. Oh, thank you. You have a pretty great uh, contact form, and that's uh, that's how we set up this podcast recording. So I appreciate it and am inspired by it. Oh, my it. gosh. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Chrissy, thank you so much for being on Bezier. Thank you so much. This has been so fun.